listening to the coffee hour i'm andy bates i'm sarah golseth thanks to concordia university wisconsin for supporting the coffee hour find out more about concordia university wisconsin at cuw.edu live uncommon one of the things that we get to do here on the coffee hour is check in with our missionaries quite often that's during a reconnect when they're back at the international center we get to talk with them in person but thanks to technology we get to check in with them in the in the field as well and so spending some time this week and in the days ahead checking in with our missionaries in the field to uh, to see how they're doing and and how life is going in their part of the world in light of the uh, the current circumstances with the global pandemic. Joining us today is the Reverend James Sharp, serving in serving the Lord in Uruguay. Pastor Sharp, thanks for being our guest on the Coffee Hour today. It's a pleasure. Tell us about the work that you've been given to do in Uruguay. Uh, my wife and I both have calls. My wife is a, a roster teacher, and she focuses on educational and children's ministry, uh, both uh, in our school. We have a Lutheran school here and in the church, uh, training teachers, uh, training teachers both for the uh, day school and for the uh, educational ministries of the congregation and missions. Uh, I'm a church planner, and so uh, I'm planning a church in downtown Montevideo, and I also am doing like theological education, trying to uh, raise up and identify leaders for the Lutheran Church of Uruguay. So now with uh, with all of the work that you've been doing and now this global pandemic, how has, uh, how has coronavirus, this pandemic, all of these uh, life upheaving things happening, how have they affected the work that uh, you and your wife are doing in Uruguay? Well, the, a lot of our work, especially my wife's work, is centered around the school. We, like I said, we have a very large Lutheran school that's connected to the main congregation here. And a lot of the work of the congregation is connected to that school. And as soon as Uruguay confirmed its first cases of coronavirus on, I think it was the 13th of March, uh, the next day the government suspended classes for two weeks. And then they've since extended that. And so our kids have been out of school since March 15th or 16th, whatever day the Monday was. And so the school has been closed. And that's that's affected a lot of our ministries that are focused towards the school because those kids aren't there and the the parents aren't dropping their kids off and and things like that. For my mission, we decided uh, immediately the, the government hadn't banned any sort of gatherings or anything. Their first step was just to close the schools. But we decided that if they were closing the school and we have churches that that have our worship services at the school, that we should obey the government's desire. And so we started having online only services that weekend. And you know, in my mission, especially downtown, the people are coming from all over the Montevideo area. And so we decided very quickly that we would have to cancel all of our activities until further notice. Uh, So we have not been having those get togethers downtown because it would be particularly uh, bad to have people coming from different parts and then going back to uh, different parts of, of, of the area. So it's really put a damper on our activities, the, the Bible studies and the, the educational classes and things that, that we've been doing. 
tell us about the the partners that you work with in your mission. We have the school, uh, which is a main partner and has allowed us to, to generate context. And it's, it's really, I think people in St. Louis probably understand how uh, private schools are a big thing, right? And how mm-hmm. when the schools have the day off, the traffic is much better and stuff like that. You know, there's just not, you know, not not so much movement. It's very similar here in Montevideo. It's amazing when the, when the kids are off of school, even if it's a normal workday, uh, it really cuts down the traffic. And so our school is a, a major driver of contacts that that we follow. Uh, we have connections for that all over Montevideo. And so not having that that daily contact with those folks um, has. Uh, impacted us a, a great deal. So what we've done is we've we've moved like many people uh, to a more of an online model, and we're having uh, youth group and and catechesis and Bible studies and worship services online, and uh, our partners are are helping us with that. Both the school and we have a, a local office of Lutheran Hour Ministries, which is called Christ for All the Nations in, in Spanish, Cristo para todas las naciones. And they have been helping us with uh, some of the online material uh, because uh, it really wasn't any of the pastor's forte, I guess, is, is <laughs> the best way to say it. And, and so they've been a, a great partner uh, working with us. So that that's really, that's our team here is, is the church, the school, and Lutheran Hour Ministries. Tell us more about, um, with social distancing, how are you able to connect with the, the local community? Um, I would imagine local community life is, is probably a chief part of, of what you do. You mentioned you know, the school being a chief part of that. Um, so mainly, it sounds like much like the U.S., the, the main connection with the local community is, is primarily through online or, or virtual opportunities. Are there other ways that, that you're able to engage with the community? Yeah, what we one of the things we've we've started doing uh, well immediately we were calling uh, just phone calls. Uh, we've been constantly calling our members, especially our elderly members, uh, to uh, check up on them to make sure that they're doing okay, to make sure that they have everything that they need. And uh, one of our uh, workers, uh, one of the one of the lay workers on our team, a member named Fernando, has been uh, going and getting groceries and getting picking up medicines and stuff like that uh, for uh, the members of the mission, especially uh, downtown where he works with me. And uh, then this past week, we started doing like food baskets, basically, for some of the, the members that are really uh, hit financially by not being able to work. After the schools were closed, uh, the next step was a lot of restaurants began to close. And so um, there's what they call an informal economy here in Uruguay. There's a lot of people that kind of work around the edges and they, they park cars and they do deliveries just for, you know, spare change and tips and stuff like that. And uh, we have quite a few people who are in those conditions that participate in our, our missions. And when there's no one on the street, they are, you know, these are people that are really living on the margins to begin with. Um, They're in particular danger. So, uh, we've been organizing uh, a collection uh, of cash and then uh, going out and, and buying essentials and, and getting it to people and, you know, trying to do the distribution in a 
social distancing sort of way, which is not always the easiest uh, thing to do, but uh, making sure that we're disinfecting everything and washing our hands and using uh, hand sanitizer and, and things like that. But uh, it's allowed us to continue to serve people and then to kind of expand that circle a little bit as well as, as people who need help uh, look to the church for help. Uh, we've been able to connect with people who are outside the, the church as well through that. That's fantastic. How has this all affected uh, your your family life, your life at home uh, your, with with your wife? How how has how has your family life itself been affected by all of this? Well, we have four kids, uh, so <laughs> they're we're we're not social distancing at home. That's for sure. <laughs> uh, and we have uh, we we're getting ready to move in theory. Uh, I, we, oh. we don't know when that's going to happen. And, and our landlady has been very kind to, to let us continue where we currently are uh, because, it, you know, the there are no mover trucks working and stuff like that. So um, we're still in our house and uh, we actually have the vicar uh, from the seminary in Brazil who is living with us as well. So there's seven of us at home. <laughs> And it's, uh, you know, it's, it's fun. Uh, the kids are <laughs> doing work at, at first, the, the first few days of the school break, they were not, uh, doing anything. It was just like vacation. Right. But then the mm -hmm. school started first to, to distribute work to do, uh, and then return via, via email. And then, uh, this past week they've, they've moved to some online formats that, that they're using, uh, and so the kids have school. It's, it's, you know, I said, we have two jobs, three computers and four kids in school, all of whom want, you know, are supposed to be doing three or four hours uh, per day of video conferencing. And we have a million video conferences and Zooms and Skypes with different places and people. So uh, the jockeying for screen space for these things has gotten uh, exciting, but we have, we live in a, a little uh, apartment complex and there's a little garden out back and so the kids can at least get outside and run around and stuff like that so it hasn't been unlivable by any stretch of imagination but uh, you know my kids have not been out of the house uh, or out of our yard since March 13th so hmm. it's uh, you know eventually they're going to go insane but for now they're doing pretty well. <laughs> The, the question is, who will first, the kids or the parents? Is the question. Well, I don't think there's any question about that. Notice I didn't talk about my wife or my going insane. Uh, how can we pray for you? How can our listeners pray for you and support you in the days ahead? Uh, just pray, obviously, that this pandemic and God's mercy would come to an end and that we can return to our, our normal ministry. Pray that our digital outreach continues to reach people. We've seen a lot of people that don't go to church commenting on our Facebook page. Uh, a friend of mine who is an atheist and I have invited to church probably hundreds of times uh, watched our service last weekend and commented wow. on my sermon, you know, which he never would set foot in a church. And, and so I, it's not ideal, but you know, the Lord has his way of, of using these things to maybe reach people that we weren't reaching before. So we're praying, praying that that would happen, that that somehow in the midst of this pandemic and and the panic and the social distancing and all the, the troubles that we would reach people that haven't been reached with the gospel. Wow. 
Thanks be to God. Well, thank you so much. The Reverend James Sharp and, and Angela Sharp uh, served the mm-hmm. Lord in Uruguay. Thank you so much, Pastor Sharp, for joining us on the Coffee Hour today. It's always a pleasure. Thank you. You're listening to the Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. Oh.